Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right. Welcome to Legally Sound Smart Business. My name is Nasser Pasha. And I'm Matt Staub, both attorneys here with Pasha Law. Yep. Practicing in the states of California, Texas, New York, and Illinois. I'm going to try to do different, you know, how we have, we have an intro that we try to stick with, but we try <laughs> to change it up. So I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to change the order of the states. Yeah. So you have, let's see, 12, 26 different, you can do that 26 times. Is that right? Yeah. Someone check that. I don't believe that. Sorry. No, 20, 24 times. I don't know. I'll confirm that by the end of the show. <laughs> uh, man, bad math on this Thursday. So it must be the heat. But yeah, let's, oh, I'll introduce the podcast. So like I said, this is Legally Sound Smart Business. We discuss current business news with a legal to- twist. And today, despite last week when I actually was joking about talking about Brad Pitt, today it's actually applicable to what we're talking about because... There's a new law or new legislation that's been passed in California to go into effect uh, January 1st, 2017, that deals with actors such as Brad Pitt. Now, let me, let's see. Let's see. I want to read, you know how I like to read uh, pieces of statutes because I think it's very uneventful for the listener, but it's to get this <laughs> point across. I hope you don't read the whole thing, but. Oh, no, I'm just going to read this piece here. So it's it, we're, we're dealing, the, the premise is, from a layman's perspective, it's allowing actors to not have their age or birthday listed on their IMDb page if they don't want to, generally speaking. And keep in mind, and, and Matt's going to read it, but the statute doesn't say IMDb, of course, but go ahead. Yeah, but it's pretty obvious that it was. Yeah, so a commercial online entertainment employment service provider that enters into a contractual agreement to provide employment services to an individual or a subscription payment shall not, upon request of the subscriber, do either of the following. And then we get to publish their subscriber's date of birth or age, or share the subscriber's date of birth or age information in any internet website for the purpose of publication. That's what people want to read because it's there's so many words in there. That's more combinations and permutations than our four <laughs> states in different order. <laughs> I feel like that's why I'm not getting hired for any big acting jobs. Yeah. <laughs> well, here, so here's right off. This is one of my my issues with this right off the bat is one of the, one of the main arguments for this law is that it essentially allows age discrimination because supposedly a staffing, you know, the people that are staffing for a movie or TV show can go to this person's IMDb IMDb page, see their age, and say, oh, they're too old. But to me. I don't think that's how it works. I mean, it's all about, and we've all seen plenty of shows, it's all about how old or young you look, not how old or young you actually are, in my opinion. And and that's probably true for certain actors, but I think if you're starting out or still in a, you know, class C or D or E or a lower letter than that of a celebrity or an actor, then I think age probably does matter because... They're probably like, okay, I want a 25-year-old that, you know, is, has this certain look, you know, and, 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 and casting directors and they may have that criteria. So I understand it from that perspective. But yeah, if you're an actor like me, you know, you don't really care about my age as so long as, you know, you have my pretty face on, on the screen. <laughs> and yeah, I guess that's one, one thing I didn't know of how the process worked is 
So in your example, let's say they say they want a 25 year old, you know, whatever, say 23 to 27 year old. Is there a hard, you know, do they go to the talent agent and give them those numbers? Is it a hard search of those numbers that fits in? Or is it someone who looks that way? I actually have some friends who are in the industry. Probably should have tried to get them online to, to know how it all works. They probably want to tell us anyways, but. I guess that's why if it's the case where they're looking for somebody who's 25, maybe then it, it does become an issue. But I don't know. That's, that, that was just one of my gripes right off the bat. Well, I mean, it's a it's a understandable perspective because I think most people are are thinking also in the industry itself, the entertainment industry may be held to a different standard. But really, from an age discrimination perspective, it's really not. You know, if you discriminate based upon an age that is for those that are 40 and older, then that's age discrimination under pretty much federal and, and state law. And th- this whole thing, this whole legislation that is going to affect January 1st, it all started out with this, at least in part, yeah. with this lawsuit that was filed by a actress, Junie Hung. And she sued IMDb in 2013 for basically $1 million in lost wages. And her, her position was, okay, when she signed up for IMD Pro, which has some kind of nominal or some amount of subscription, she deliberately left the birth date blank. And then there's an option for others to submit, almost like Wikipedia, mm-hmm. to submit further information about a particular actress or actor. And that's what happened in this case is that someone went in and actually filled in the birth date. And so the actress went on to state that is if one is perceived to be, quote, over the hill, i.e. approaching 40, it is nearly impossible for an up-and-coming actress such as herself to get work as she is thought to have less of an upside, quote unquote. And so I can understand her frustration. She submits an application, but she doesn't submit the birth date and all of a sudden it's there. She's frustrated. Yeah. And I, unfortunately, I can't find the complaint. I was looking at it yesterday, though, for that one million figure. I want to say, if my memory serves me correct, it was about 75,000 in, you know, the compensatory damages or I guess lost wages. And then most of that was punitive from what I recall, but she ended up losing anyways. And actually I think it worked. I mean, it's a strategic lawsuit because no one would probably even be talking about her if it wasn't for this. So probably worth it. You're, you're right. And, and now that her name is now on one of the most famous podcasts in the country <laughs> and, and also three years later, after this lawsuit's filed, you have a statute that goes into law in California in the beginning of this next year. But I'm sure you have thought about this too. And I was looking online, other attorneys have commenting, I don't think this law is going to last. I mean, to me, it's completely unconstitutional. What they're basically saying is that IMDb, you're a private party, but when you contract with anyone to be part of your site, you cannot post their birth date. Who is California, the state of California, to say that INB can't do that. You know, where where is that line between free speech and protecting the rights of age discrimination? I'm pretty sure in this particular case, commercial speech is gonna, is gonna be protected and this law is not gonna go much further than, you know, where it is now. Right, and all it is is posting, posting fact. I think there was one constitutional law expert that I, I think put it very eloquently. The statute seems to me of the most dubious constitutionality Birth dates are facts. Hey, that's yeah. like, <laughs> that's right. And and it's not like it's different than, for example, an employer asking somebody's age or yeah. asking the applicant to do so. 
because IMDb is not a employment agency. No. It's, I mean, though it has that purposes, I think everyone understands, at least you and I, we don't use IMDb for that, but we use IMDb. And if, if someone wants to know what the age of a particular actor or actress, actress or some other person involved in the motion picture industry, they're either going to Wikipedia or IMDb. And it's because it's factual and it's, it's very reliable to be accurate. And so it's, I think it's a, quite a stretch to, to make this law, especially it's only applicable, applicable in California. So for you New York actors and actresses or those in Vancouver or other motion picture centers, this law doesn't protect you, which is odd. And, and even, though, even though IMDb is, uh, it goes beyond just California, obviously most of the most of Hollywood is going to be in, well, I guess that goes without saying that Hollywood is in California. And two, I mean, just to go back to, not to go back to the statute again, but it's important that it only applies commercial, online, entertainment, employment service provider that also enters in the contractual agreement. So you mentioned Wikipedia, but this isn't going to apply to Wikipedia, does not I mean, IMDb and IMDb Pro are the only two sites this is going to be applicable to, right? Unless there's something I'm not aware of. Yeah. And I, and I think that's what their, their argument is, is that IMDb, even though I just said like, it's, it's not necessarily known publicly for it being a entertainment employment, employment service provider. And, but it, so it does have that role. It's not like it's absent of having anything to do with being an employer, but I don't know. It, it, we'll, we'll see. I think most attorneys believe that it's unconstitutional, but there are a few, including well-known actors, guilds, and, and unions like SAG that are planning. They believe, of course, it's constitutional and that it's in that in litigation that they would win when it comes to this constitutional issue. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, SAG is obviously in, in support of this. They think it's a step in the right direction towards issues of age discrimination. And I guess, you know, one thing too, and we've only talked about kind of actors, and I think that's what people would think. But I, I understand if I'm correct about this, it applies to all people involved in the entertainment industry, right? So it's not just the people. Yeah, it's just not the actors. Yeah. It's people on both sides of the camera. In that respect, I mean, I think everyone agrees with that, right? that age shouldn't be a factor. But I think there is something to say that age does become a factor when it comes to looks, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to the entertainment industry. However, I mean, people in the industry have a legitimate gripe about how people over 40 are treated. So and just as a you know, very simple example is people that are older tend to be portrayed as grumpy, as kind of mean, and that kind of stereotypical perspective. And so, and so do many other stereotypes appear in, in popular media and so forth. And, and of course, so in that sense, that should be combated. But... By removing a birth date, I'm not sure how far that's going to go. And perhaps, you know, perhaps you and I are missing something. Perhaps casting directors play a heavy role on relying upon birth dates that are listed in the IMDb directory. I don't think that's the case. But if they can show that, then maybe they would have a better argument than just removing it altogether. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I'll have to ask you. I, don't, I never did any sort of headshot and resume on the back. So I don't know if when you give that to someone who's casting, if it has... I guess it doesn't have your, I don't know if it has age on it. I mean, I guess not if people want to be making a big deal out of it. No, I mean, you, you can usually put whatever you want. You know, those are your headshots and so forth. And I'm sure there's some standards, but I very much doubt that there's age on there, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. But you know what? Th- this kind of ageism, so-called, is not limited to this 
particular industry. There are also other industries that this is this tends to be quite a bit an issue. And we've talked about this before within the tech industry, yeah. not only with ageism, but also sexism, sexism as well. And do you remember when we covered that HubSpot CEO, Brian Halligan? And we covered it like maybe, I don't know, I want to say a year ago, but it's probably been less. And it was at that time where he was basically saying, oh, we want to build a culture that specifically attracts generation wires, you know? And it was at that time that that former employee wrote that very scathing book about the culture there and how horrible it is. And that particular employee, a former employee, was above the age of 40. And that became an issue is that he was basically pushed out because, or he alleges that he was pushed out because of his age. So ageism is not only an issue in the the tech industry, but also the motion picture industry as well. And it's something that all employers, small businesses and large, need to start thinking about. Because in California, if you have five employees or more, which is not that many, of course, you have to abide by these age discrimination protection statutes. Now, from a federal level, it starts at 20 employees. Yeah. And you mentioned the tech industry. I mean, I think that's that's getting more well known now. You hear the average age of, we might have mentioned it before, but the average age of people that work at Facebook and, and Google and some of those other companies in that area, in the tech side of things, it's a pretty low, low median. So it's definitely something that, it, well, I was going to say it's kind of industry specific, but not, I mean, it's, it's really not, I, I suppose it's, it can reach to really no. any industry, but some more than others, I guess. Well, I, and, and that's a good point because I think it's, it's more apparent in certain industries because of the nature of how, you know, certain industries have developed and so forth. And we can kind of get into that another time, but there are ways for businesses to protect themselves, including those in the, in the motion picture industry. And there are ways, there are apps, there are websites that have made it so that there's at least from the first barrier perspective, I think it's hard to hire somebody without meeting them. And so by meeting them, you know, their race, their age and, or their approximate age and so forth. But when it comes to the application process, besides the obvious of not asking you know, silly questions like what is your race and what is your age on a job <laughs> application, there are ways to make it so that when they apply, there's not a, even hiding their name, because that can give some kind of cultural reference to their racial identity, as well as even their age for that matter, depending upon their name, but hiding their, their don't, don't see any photos, even their background, just kind of a very basic objective criteria in order to get past that first round of interviewing. Well, yeah, I mean, at least in the initial stages, if there's most of the times there's, well, motion picture industry a little bit different, but, you know, in a lot of businesses, you just get a resume and you can't, I mean, I guess you could probably tell the gender, but you couldn't necessarily tell, I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell the age unless there's, you know, the dates they graduated yeah. or you wouldn't be able to tell the, the race even. I mean, it's, so at least those initial things are in check, but are in place. Now you, you mentioned a couple couple different things that businesses can use. I checked out one of them, this gap jumpers, and basically, it's the way they they kind of describe it is you know finding discovering talent the voice way. The show the voice where they I've never watched it, but I think they listen to somebody singing without looking at them, and then if they like it, they they decide. But yeah, I mean it's it's one way to at least take that you know, lessen the possibility of some sort of discrimination claim down the road. I mean, it's, you know, if someone wants to bring the claim, they're going to, but at least it's, it's a good argument to be made then from the business's perspective. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people 
employers especially or hiring managers do not think that they are discriminating. In fact, when they are accused of discriminating, I, I, I bet you that it's not necessarily intentional. And this, I mean, I hate to get political here, but it reminds me of the last debate, which was an awesome entertainment between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, when Secretary Clinton was asked regarding kind of inherent biases or with the police, she mentioned that everyone has inherent biases. And she got some opposition to that because uh, she, they were saying, well, what are, you, what are you saying? Is everyone a racist? Whether she was saying that or not, I don't think she was, but that's not really the point. The point is, is that it's, studies have shown over and over again that even if you don't think you're, you're racist, just because you have a bias, first of all, just because you have a bias doesn't mean you're racist. Everyone has inherent biases, whether they're positive or negative. And just because you have a negative bias doesn't mean that you're racist, but it does influence your decision. And sometimes these decisions are not intentional. So even if you don't think that this is an issue for you, you never know. And because, because these kinds of lawsuits are not just about proof, because oftentimes it's very hard to prove that you were not chosen because of a race or because of your age and so forth, because all you have to do is prove that it was you know, some other reason. And so long as none of the reasons were that because of your race or, or gender or age, et cetera, then you should be fine. But it's the impression. And imagine, just take, take for a second, you own a business and you receive a lawsuit, you get served accusing you of discrimination. That in itself will change the impression that any, anyone and everyone has upon you, whether you actually discriminated or not. And, and so taking, taking this kind of hiring process seriously by getting ways to remove even the, the slightest chance that that could be an issue becomes really important, especially in California. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's a classic, you know, the damage is already done situation, which, you know, applying that to it's a, I guess you can rebuild over time. I mean, the the way I'm going to uh, compare this to the I'll, I'll compare it to our topic. So so Ben, Ben Affleck, everyone thought he was done after a G was a Geely, Geely, Geely. Yeah, Geely. Yeah. Took him a long time to turn his career around and you know change the, the the biases that people thought of him. Yeah, and now he's successful again. That was a terrible analogy. No, no, it's 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 true. Well, I was just thinking about that new movie he had, Batman. It was where like his wife was crazy. Oh, Gone Girl. Yeah, Gone Girl. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. I like that. I wonder how old Ben Affleck is because if he's over forty, I'm not going to watch his movies anymore. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, so going back to, do you think? I mean, if you had to guess. Because the the whole point of this law is, is if it's if an actor requests that you take down their age or birthday they, that you're supposed to, that you have to, so what percent do you think are going to request that? I mean, I don't know. That's impossible to guess. I think a lot of actors don't mind. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, especially frankly younger ones. You know, or by the way, Ben Affleck is 44, so I'm gonna have to stop watching his movies. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, I, I think there's a lot of a big segment of actors. First of all, it's an it's it's an opt out. So you have to actually request it, right? Or yeah. if they don't provide the birth date information. And so it's hard to tell. Like I said, I am very skeptical as to whether this law is even going to be upheld and actually go into law, or at least it's going to be challenged within the year for sure. I, I think it's going to be, yeah, I, I, exactly. I agree completely. It's, it'll be, this is, I think this is just going to come and go. Let's see, who's, who's an actor who had a lot of people are talking about a lot and then just disappeared. That's what the, that's what this bill is. 
for this uh, legislation is. Hmm. Because of their age? No, because the person was unconstitutional. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think of somebody who was talked about a lot and then for one reason or another just completely fell off the, the radar. I don't know. We're going to sit here, sit here thinking about this for too long. But that's what this is, basically. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think this is going to pass muster. And even if it does, it's, I, I just don't see it affecting too much. Especially, if, I mean, think of it this way. If it's a situation where, well, I'll take it one step further. So let's say it does stay in effect. Somebody doesn't request their age or somebody requests that their age be taken off. It does. This person ultimately gets the role. I mean, there's nothing. This happens all the time. I mean, someone gets cast in a role and then they get replaced or they find somebody else, you know, just for whatever reason. Maybe the people that are putting the, you know, the director, or let's say even like the casting agency, whoever's in charge of casting finds out their real age and doesn't like it. I mean, then they're putting a situation, but people get replaced so easily. It's, it's going to be hard to tell. I don't, you, you see what I'm getting to with this? Yeah, but, but, but you're, it's a good point. If you find that email that says, hey, did you know so-and-so was 42? That's way too old. We're going to have to find somebody else, you know? And a- after they hired them, some, like an email like that or, you know, a, a fact circumstance where after they found out the age, then they terminated that person. Those are the facts that, you know, any employer, and that's, but that's, that's, that's kind of my point. It's illegal anyway, right? And so finding out someone's age is not too difficult. But on the other hand, it, it's understandable from the motion picture industry's perspective that, well, if it, it's not really that important, looks are the, is really what people are looking for when it comes to the entertainment industry. Yeah. So really their actual age doesn't really matter. So why, why add that element? Why add to the chance that someone's going to use that fact about that person against them in a discriminatory manner? Well, now you're just making the argument that I made at the onset of this, of this episode. <laughs> and I, I figured out how you, Ben Affleck, is, his email is just bafflack72 and gmail so that's how you knew his, he was 44 because he's born in 1972 ah is that really his email <laughs> i can't believe you just put it on air it's gonna get so many he's gonna get so many emails now well, if i was able to find it that easily but well anyway i think that's uh that's a good coverage of that so just kind of a big takeaway is even though this may not apply to you pretend it does <laughs> and, and act like it. That's, I mean, honestly, that's the best advice I can give. Or if you're about to start a online, a commercial online entertainment employment service, it is applicable <laughs> that you enter into contractual agreements with people. Then, then yeah, it's something that might you might want to take a look at. Yeah, and also take a look at your business model because you have some competition. <laughs> so this is coming out. This will come out in October. There's a decent chance we might not have any other episodes in October. So for the listeners, yeah. just just. Don't think we went. Don't think we're done. Over and done with. There just might not be any more episodes for. If anything, we're preparing for something big. Yeah. So let's just say the next episode we record, we might have double the amount of people that are going to be recording. Because <laughs> you and I, you and I are both getting that uh, Siamese twin yeah. surgery. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll leave you at that with that cliffhanger. So cliffhanger for this movie episode. All right. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Keep it sound. Keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Staub. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. 
No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.